Welcome to episode 31 of Trust the Process with Lex and Jen. I'm Lex. And I'm Jen. (laughs) Well, I know last week we touched on what our next series is, but before we jump in, Jen, a positive from your week. A positive from my week. Well, it was my birthday on Monday. So that was very exciting. My parents actually came up to Tennessee to help celebrate with me. My grandparents were here, my uncle and cousin, and of course, Eric was here. He cooked, and it was just such an amazing time. So not only was it a three-day weekend, because now that I'm a government employee, I get federal holidays (laughs) off. (laughs) I'm Um, jealous. (laughs) But it was just really a fun weekend, and it's for sure an absolute positive. So, yeah, I think that was so much fun. So, so much fun. But I wish you were here. I know. I wish we could be having brunch together, or at least could have for your birthday. That would have been so fun. Like, mimosas, just like last year. That was fun. But Lex sent me super cute presents, Just like the Trust the Process neon sign, if you haven't seen it yet, you can go to our Instagram at Trust the Process Pod. It's a little sign that Lex got for her bedroom, but she got me one with my name on it, and it was just so cute. And then also she got me a cute little wooden sign that says Trust the Process, and love that. So both both of those are going into my office at work. So I will always think of her. Oh, that's so cute. I know. As soon as you said the other day you put the sign in your office, I was like, oh, perfect. That's where she can put this other thing, too. <laughs> and then I was like trying not to give it away. Uh, I just loved it. So thank you for that. Oh, of course. Anytime. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. So tell me what was a positive from your week, Lex? Well, one positive for sure is that my boyfriend Travis is coming in town, so I'm excited for that, kind of prepping my apartment for him. Um, more like for myself, I just really needed to like clean, <laughs> and this is a good excuse. Yeah, trying to clean, trying to do that for when he gets here on Saturday, so that'll be super fun. He'll be here for a week, um, so I'm super excited. Distance sucks, so that is a struggle but hey we're making it through that and it's great so I've never felt like this stable and secure in a relationship before even with distance being a thing so I think that is a good thing but that's a probably the bigger positive but the other one is fall is here and I'm excited because I just bought a new candle off of um Bath and Body Works (laughs) oh my gosh you and your candles I swear but listen last fall I used up the last of my favorite candle, White Pumpkin, from their store, and I was waiting to replace it until, like, actual fall, so I got one of their little fun coupons in the mail, (laughs) so I saved money and got myself a candle, so anyway, that's 
what I did with my day today. <laughs> I love that. Bath and Body Works, you better sponsor Lex ASAP. Yes. Because... Knowing how much money I've spent there, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And I also love that Travis is coming to visit you. And for our listeners, Travis and Eric, my boyfriend, are good friends. They're also coworkers. We all met at the same time. I'm sh- we've talked a lot about it in the podcast so please go listen to those episodes you can hear the whole story of how wild that girls trip turned now we're yes. dating <laughs> yes so it's just so much fun seeing Travis and Lex still together and thriving because it's just kind of a once in a lifetime thing to meet such incredible men with your best friend like on a girls trip in a bar like meeting good guys in a bar mm. I know, <laughs> you know, I know. Somebody at work asked me the other day, they were like, Jen, where do you find like a good man at? And I was like, look, go to downtown Nashville, go to a rooftop bar and look like you're not having a good time. I look like you're bored out of your mind. I feel like though, most guys would take advantage of a situation like that in a bad way. They took it like in a positive fu- for fun, let's hang out kind of way, which turned out to be better than if they were trying to be all like, hey, hey, hey you know. Exactly. It's definitely hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's the greatest advice to give someone else because you almost have to tell her like, don't expect it. And that's when it happens. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happened for the both of us. We were not looking. No, God, no. <laughs> and here we are. Anyway, yeah, super exciting. So, yeah, um, those are my positives. Awesome. So, yeah, like you said, we have been wanting to talk a lot for a long time about kind of the experiences that we have had in the past with toxicity, both in the workplace and in our own personal lives with relationships and friendships and that kind of thing. And we've been waiting forever to have this conversation too. I just want to, I know I said it last week, but I just have to say it again. Like we have wanted to talk about how tragic these situations were at the time, but haven't been able to. So yeah. And we feel like it's a perfect time to talk about it because at this point in both Lex and I's lives, We are no longer in toxic workplaces. We're in very healthy workplaces. We're in healthy relationships. We have healthy friendships. So we're able to take a step back and look at it from a different perspective and be able to kind of tell our story and offer a little advice But again, like I said in the last episode, if you haven't listened to episode 30, you can go back and take a listen. We're not professionals and we are, we don't, we're not in the place to give professional advice about how to deal with toxicity and narcissism and that kind of thing. We are only offering our points of view from what we have experienced. Right. And what others have told us too. We've almost taken different things into practice to help deal with that environment we were in for a hot second. It wasn't like the end all be all advice that we received, but it helped us to manage so that's I think what our goal is out of this is to help you manage whatever situation you might be in out there but again 
obviously get professional help as well if you do think you need it which at some point we both did and that's totally okay to admit that and search for that help yeah absolutely so basically what we're trying to say is take our advice with a grain of salt (laughs) yeah exactly but then also like we feel for you out there if you're dealing with it (laughs) yeah yeah so in this series we're not gonna offer any specific names of people um we have too much respect for others than to name drop um but we are going to be completely honest about things we have experienced oh yeah (laughs) hold on to your seats ladies and gentlemen (laughs) it's gonna be a bumpy ride just to dive right in so i was looking for jobs and one place was panama city florida so i you know did the whole job application thing that news director reached out to me right over right away over the phone he was super sweet I felt like he was a dad I felt like it was somebody I could trust I say that specifically so you remember that for as the story carries on so over that conversation, it was very like, I want to help build you to be the best reporter you can be to help get you to the place you want to be eventually. It's going to be great. It can We work hand in hand with each other. We win all these awards and it's great and everyone loves it here. There's no drama. I don't tolerate any bad anything in the newsroom. I just want everyone to work cohesively together and all this and that. And we're on a beach. So all of those things I really put into consideration when I was looking for a job. So I accept, sign a two-year contract, and move there in quite literally the middle of the pandemic. So already off to a good start there. Um, Now I will say my first year there, there were little things that stood out to me that I didn't love, but I was always told, oh, well, that's just your first news market. That's common. So I brushed it under the rug. But then comes my second, beginning of my second year there. And this is when more or less you started, Jen. Yeah, absolutely. My story kind of started similarly to yours, Lex. Um, You know, got the phone call, you know, chatted a lot with our boss and, you know, got the dad vibes you know, everybody gets along so well. It's such a supportive environment. Um, and, of course, I was like, yeah, it sounds great because I get to break into a job that I've dreamed of having since I was in middle school. And, like, we get to be at the beach. And it seems like it's a really supportive family system at the news station. And I'm like hell yeah like let's let's do this so you know I got there it was kind of an interesting start for me um but then I quickly realized it wasn't necessarily what I had in mind it was a lot harder it was a lot more stressful um it was scary at some points and it it was just really tough and I think the moment that I truly realized I was not working in the best environment is um, when I covered that triple fatal, remember, on Interstate 10. And, yep. Um, I watched them have to clean up the dead bodies, and it was the most horrifying experience I've ever had to witness. 
Um, and I get back to my car, the news car, and I'm just sobbing. That's so unnatural to see, you know, like seeing that it's, it's not normal. You, your brain can't process something like that. And I hate in this industry when, um, this to explain why that was such a bad thing, if it's not already obvious, but this industry makes it very like, ah, whatever, it's just a dead body. But in reality, no, like you think about that too hard and it gets depressing. Like that is someone's mom, dad, sister, husband, daughter, son. That is someone's life gone, you know, and you're watching it and recording it. It's definitely messed up. And, you know, death is something that I've always kind of struggled with throughout my life, you know, with my anxiety and that kind of thing. So seeing it happen in front of me, was just very overwhelming but like he said it's our job you know we just have to put our blinders on and keep going because it's so normalized to have to witness these traumatic things and just keep on moving but I get back to my car and then it just hits me and I just start sobbing um and then my boss calls me and says why didn't you go live out there we have a midday show you were supposed to go live from the scene. And I was like, I literally cannot emotionally or mentally or physically handle even just driving. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't. Oh, man. It's just so tough for me to think back then because I was only, what, three months into the job. I was brand new but I didn't have a voice you know I put up with so much and I'm sure you feel the same way Lex put up with so much so early on in the career it's just really sad to think back on um but that's pretty much yeah that's the moment where I realized wow who am I working for like what what did I get myself into? Because like you said, we had to sign two-year contracts and all of that. And oh, man, it was just, it was rough. It was really rough for me in the beginning. Yeah. And I will say, didn't they kind of promise you a different type of job than what you were going to be doing? I don't know. I got thrown into several different positions um, that I didn't ask for, which in the long run, I'm thankful for all of my experiences there because it helped me grow into the person I am now um but I was really truly walked all over Mm -hmm. and something that everybody at the station recognized and often pointed out from the very beginning until my very last day wow Jen you really always get the short end of the stick (laughs) that makes me so sad to hear I mean it just it is what it is I I don't I guess I'm just that kind of person. I'm a people pleaser. And this is not the kind of work environment where you can, where it's good to be a people pleaser. It's just, it'll be hard. It'll be so incredibly difficult to get through it. Um, But yeah, like you said, it just kind of led up to when our evening anchor left. And then our boss took it upon himself to take over the role because he didn't have enough responsibility already. It was sad to see. It, it was really sad. Looking back, um, I, oh man, it's it's heartbreaking what ended up happening from there. And it's rare to see that happen too. Like a news director 
selecting himself to be an anchor. You know, it's just tough. It's it's hard to see someone rather give a position like that to themselves than try to hire somebody. He just wanted the recognition. Like it was it's just sad. Like give somebody else that opportunity to grow and learn from it, but no, you're going to take it. <laughs> and that's when I think I started noting noticing the narcissism coming out, but I didn't know what that was at the time. So it, I just started noticing those selfish behaviors. What happened when you took that information to your therapist? I've always been interested in psychology. That's like no surprise for many. <laughs> I've always just, I love learning about behavioral traits. I just wanted to talk with a therapist to really just talk through feelings because I just was feeling not myself and I knew that. So I just made it my like New Year's mission to, you know, better myself. So one way of doing that was seeing a therapist. Even if I could not identify problems, I just wanted to sit down and be able to talk to a professional. Um, so ended up being more so just fun conversations we'd have about psychology. <laughs> but there were moments that I would say, because she'd ask me like, oh, how's work? Um, and I would just say, oh, it was terrible today. And I would give her information like, yeah, our boss is questioning who I am as a reporter. And not just me, all of us, I felt like for the most part, he would ask like, oh, why didn't you do it this way? Why did you tell the story the way you did? And put us on the spot for it. Um, And at that point, it was like, well, I've been doing this this way for a year and no one has said anything. What do you mean? Like it just all of a sudden I was like, what? So I think that's when I've started telling my therapist those little things and she was like huh interesting and she would just write them down every session and I get a call from one of our reporters um who is in the newsroom and he calls me and he said hey like I just think if it happened to me I'd want to know this and I was like okay what do you mean and he said he and others in the newsroom overheard our boss talking about me saying I'm an awful writer a terrible reporter and I never communicate and this was an open door conversation basically loud enough the entire newsroom could hear and I wasn't there to defend myself and if that was said I would have been I would have defended myself I was grateful that this reporter told me because I'm sure conversations like this have been said in the past about reporters who didn't overhear it and didn't have a chance to stand up for themselves so I was bawling my eyes out safe to say after that conversation because it's it's terrible to feel like your boss doesn't appreciate you and is talking crap about you behind your back when you know your potential you know your self-worth it's it's awful and I hope no one feels that way but if you do, this is just like a little reminder to stand up for yourself because I did and here's how it went. <laughs> so I told my therapist about the whole thing and she gave me advice, really how to talk with a narcissist because she, that in that moment, in that conversation we had said, you are working for one and here is how you can handle this. She told me, use I statements so you're not accusing say how you feel but also stroke their ego at the same time this and that like call it out in a way like still say like I value your opinion this and this but then slide it in there 
but I overheard from everyone in the newsroom this was said about me. So you're accusing them, but at the same time, but I appreciate what you think of me, you know, kind of thing. So, and I, I did that. I went to him and said all this in a newsroom. I mean, it was still an open door conversation because the newsroom door, I don't think, was closed when I was talking to him, or his office door, sorry, wasn't closed. And he called in the digital guy and he like put the blame on the digital guy saying it was him that said it and not the other guy. I don't care who freaking said it. Like, it's your staff member. What the heck? No one should be felt to feel that way. And they couldn't give me a reason for why they thought I was a quote unquote terrible reporter. And they kept saying to me like, oh, no, you're one of our veterans. You're a strong reporter. That's not what we meant not sure why people talk about everything in the newsroom like this and that like we're blaming everyone for a conversation they had it was just so twisted I remember in that moment seeing their faces when I called them out politely and they just truly were at a loss and immediately started blaming others when knowing they were at fault it was incredibly hilarious but also the biggest eye roll I could have ever had when I walked out that room. (laughs) Like, it was just, it was ridiculous. Um, But also felt kind of empowering to finally feel like I could take the reins again after that. But that was, like, the main thing that was terribly, you know, showing how bad of a narcissist he was and just, like, making somebody feel lesser than so he can pull himself up and causing drama. Yeah, and I feel like a big thing, and this will happen in workplaces, this will happen in relationships, this will happen in friendships that are toxic. Something I dealt with a lot at the news station is, okay, one of my bosses, because we had several people in managerial positions, they uh, they would do something just really not right. Um, They would say something mean, offhanded, just something not appropriate, and it would make me upset, right? Um, How could they be this disrespectful to people? But then they would, whether it's the same day or the next day or the next week, say something really nice and something supportive, and it's like, wow, okay, This is a good person to work for. And you hold on to those moments, right? Like, whenever they say something nice, you're like, oh, he liked this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. To uh, maybe fast forward a little bit to the day that I ended up quitting, my boss was really nice to me that day. And it made me feel even more guilty when I quit at the end of the workday. It just made me feel like, oh, but he was nice to me today. Why why am I leaving? He was he was nice for a little bit today. So it's good to kind of whenever you get into that, that's what makes it so toxic, is because it's like breadcrumbing, you know. Um you've gotta think back to, okay, what's the pattern with this person? Like I said, whether it's in workplaces or relationships or friendships. What is the pattern and what what outweighs one another? The bad outweighed the good for me. But like you said, we always try to try to hang on to those really good moments where they treated us right so we could just 
get through the job so we could just make it because if we didn't hang on to those moments we would be absolutely miserable how would you handle those hard moments when you were there because i know we would obviously talk to each other a lot like hey this happened i can't believe it happened but it was always something every day but we would try to like be positive still i feel like but how personally did you take those hard moments how did you react to them too like i said before i tried to hang on to the good moments but that is fleeting um so i just tried to put my head down and work um but i'm a pretty sensitive person um so i had a lot of different coworkers that I confided in and uh one of my superiors I guess um told me you know Jen this job will never love you back so you just have to like no matter how hard the job gets or no matter how much bosses can suck like you can't exert too much of your mental energy into this job. It's here to pay the bills. You work to live. You don't live to work. And just all of those things, keeping that in mind and just getting through the job, knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel was kind of the way that I got through those hard days because some days were a lot better than others. Um, but yeah, just keeping my head down, keep pushing. That's just kind of how I had to deal with it. What about you? Um, I'd say same. I would definitely have to manage my anxiety a lot. Um, I don't take any medication or anything, but in moments where I would have to bring a script in to our boss to have him look at, I just remember a heightened sense of just like, I felt panicked. I just felt like I was going to be accused for little things. So it's just validating to know that I wasn't crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know if I even answered the question, but I would just have to manage my anxiety. Just take deep breaths. I feel like we've been pretty specific to the news industry and the television news industry. What kind of advice would you offer somebody in any kind of industry from the experiences that you've had? Yeah, good question. I would say um, if it's any job, if you feel like your boss is just hanging over your shoulder or if it feels like you're walking on eggshells, just stroke their ego like my therapist had mentioned to me, but also standing your ground. And at the same time, when I say that, that's being a confident person in yourself even if you're not, fake it till you make it is basically what I remember is just like if they like, why'd you do it this way or why is your like, are you going to make deadline? Just like accusing you for something you haven't even done. Just be like, well, I really appreciate your concern, but I've got it handled. Like just say stuff like that. Use your I statements. Just feel empowered to stand up for yourself without being like pointing the finger because I feel like that's when narcissists will be all like hot and bothered is when they feel like they don't have control or power because you can shut them up really quick with your eye statements smile on your face and stroking their ego just a slight bit as much as that might absolutely kill you to do 
sometimes it has to be done, especially when it's your boss, you know. But with that being said, if it's a coworker, just avoid them. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Just avoid them as much as you can. Be sweet to them. Just be positive. Don't give them a reason to question you. And if they do, just stand up for yourself because at that point, they're not your boss. So feel free to own up to who you are and stand your ground. Yeah, absolutely. And I also want to quickly throw in life is way too short to be miserable at your job. So that's kind of the motto that I lived by once I realized that I couldn't stay at my job. I started looking for another one. And even though I was contractually obligated to my job, I just found a way um, to be happy again. And I made it work. And a lot of people at my previous place of work were very supportive and understood. But sometimes when you have a boss that isn't as supportive, it makes it a more difficult transition into a new job. But you can't let that stop you. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to do what's best for you. You always have to look out for yourself because you are your biggest advocate. And a lot of times, you are your only advocate. So that is my biggest advice when you're working in a bad or toxic work environment. Life is just too short, man. Yeah, for sure. And truly feel like you have people to turn to as well like we would have each other we would have other co-workers we could just talk to if you're in a toxic work environment and have questions feel free to send those to us we'd love to try to address them or even say advice that you know our therapists have given us you know any support we can give we'd love that there's also so many resources online like we said in the last episode like we've taken to tiktok and youtube to learn more about how to deal with narcissists in the workplace and how to deal with toxic work environments so i highly recommend using the internet (laughs) oh my gosh i think i sent you tiktoks for how to like quit (laughs) a narcissistic boss place of employment I don't know I I feel like I remember looking it up and sending you a bunch to help empower you before you had to walk into his office but hey with that being said now that we're out of those work environments I do feel the change of how happy I am now like I genuinely look forward to going to work not every day there are some hard days when it gets closer to the weekend sometimes I'm just like Ugh, all I want to do today is laundry and sit here and drink tea <laughs> you know like little things like that but I'm not complaining about my work environment and that's very important to recognize and if hey if you're not having any work related problems you know that's awesome and I'm so so happy for you like everyone deserves to feel that way Yeah, and I know we've talked about it too, like, Jen, you're so much happier now, which I love. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I have left the industry. I've started a new, completely different job, and I am very happy, and I've been learning a lot, and I'm in a place where people support me, and it's just, it's great. I'm still settling in, but it's a step up. Yeah. Oh, well, I love that. (laughs) And stay positive, everyone. That's all. (laughs) I know. It's so important to stay positive no matter what stage you're in throughout any process. Um, 
but yeah, that's basically all we had to offer on getting through the workplace, I guess. Yeah, and obviously we didn't want to give like too too much details because we still respect that experience. I think we can both agree with that. Yeah, like we respect what we went through. I'd probably, you know, I wouldn't have changed any ways of how I went about it. I'm pretty happy with how we handled it. I'm a different person because of it in a good way. I feel like I grew a backbone because of it. So good things can come out of terrible things, you know. (laughs) Toxicity in the workplace is not the only place you'll find toxicity, though. You can experience it in relationships and friendships, and that's something we're going to talk about in next week's episode. Yes. But until then, Jen, where can they check out what's going on in our lives? <laughs> yeah, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Trust the Process Pod. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and hopefully, you are loving this series so far. And look out for more fun content from us very soon. But until then, I'm Lex. And I'm Jen. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Woo!